I'm a worrier. And I dress rehearse disaster on the regular. If I'm driving in the car with my girls and we're having fun bopping along to Ellie Holcomb on the radio, it is so easy for me to spiral into thinking, what if we get in a car wreck? Because everyone knows that the scene in the movie right before the car wreck is this close-up shot of a family getting along great in the car together. You know tragedy is going to strike. But here's the thing. I don't want to spend my life waiting for the shoe to drop. I want to be present in the present moment, regardless of whether that present moment is joyful or challenging or honestly just plain boring. I don't want to spend my time worrying about what could happen. So how can we move from worry to wonder? Hey there, welcome to Letters to Women. This is a podcast where we explore and embrace what St. Pope John Paul II called the feminine genius this unique strength and dignity that we have as women and what growing in that looks like in our daily lives. This podcast is not about defining that quote-unquote one perfect way to be a Catholic woman in today's world. Instead, it's about the journey of discovering the unique ways that God has gifted each and every one of us in the feminine genius and what that looks like in the particular lives of the women who I get to sit down with and have conversations with on this show. The stories that I share are not meant to be a chance for comparing yourself to all the other women who you hear on this show, but instead encouragement to discover the way that you are called to live out the feminine genius in your daily, ordinary life. My name's Chloe Langer. I'm a Catholic wife and mom living in Kansas City, and I usually hit record on these conversations during my toddler's nap times or after their bedtime. But today, when I am recording this, The girls are actually over at their grandparents' house, and so my house is so beautifully quiet right now. This last week, my three-year-old, Maeve, has decided that she does not need a nap anymore, and it is throwing me so dang hard. So that combined with some rough nights means that after I finish this, I'm probably going to go take a nap, honestly. like I will take your nap for you, Maeve. Today, I had the honor of sitting down with Melissa Overmeyer. She is a fellow natural-born warrior, and so I loved sitting down with her and talking about some big and small things that have been causes of worry in her own life. Everything from really small things like studying for a test that's coming up to really big things like losing her family home in a fire and getting so practical with her when it comes to how we can actually move away from the state of being worried and truly enter into wonder at who God is and the way that he's worked and continues to work in our lives as his daughters. If you are a fellow worrier and you dress rehearse disaster and you're just ready to be present and to open yourself up to the wonder of who God is, sister, this letter is for you. Today's episode of the Letters to Women podcast is sponsored by the Little Catholic Box. The Little Catholic Box is a quarterly subscription box for Catholic women. Each quarter, Erica, who owns the company, curates unique and gorgeous Catholic items around a spiritual theme. It is so much fun to be a subscriber. I love getting these boxes in the mail. But it's also a blessing to artists and creators and small businesses whose items are featured. New subscription signups are currently closed, but you can get in on the wait list for when they open back up in June. Join the subscription wait list at thelittlecatholicbox.com slash letters and check out this month's bonus for Letters to Women listeners. They're offering something different each month for Letters to Women listeners. So head to the littlecatholicbox.com slash letters to see what that bonus is for this month. Be sure to check out the littlecatholicbox.com slash letters each month for a new bonus for Letters to Women listeners. Now, let's dive into this conversation with Melissa. 
Today, I'm welcoming Melissa Overmeyer to the podcast. Melissa is a dynamic evangelist, author, and speaker, and she's also the founder of Something Greater Ministries, which fosters prayer, scripture study, and community while presenting the teachings of the Catholic Church. Author of several books, including Metamorphosis of the Soul, Melissa is a convert to Catholicism and is currently pursuing a master's degree in Catholic theology with a concentration on sacred scripture through the Augustine Institute. She's the mother of four daughters and she lives with her husband in Washington, D.C. Melissa, welcome to the Letters to Women podcast. I'm so excited to get to know you better today. Thank you so much. I'm just delighted to be here. So today we're going to be having a conversation about stress and scripture and discovering who we really are as daughters of God. But to start us off, and especially for women who are meeting you here for the first time in this podcast episode, Melissa, can you tell me a little bit about your story as a Catholic woman? Yes, I can. Well, as you read in my bio, I'm a convert. So my journey to becoming a Catholic woman is a bit different than your average cradle Catholic. Uh, My story is really full of stops and starts and twists and turns and... um, Well, I was born and raised a Southern Baptist, so I bring with me a deep love for sacred scripture along my journey. And I've been studying and teaching the Bible for over 30 years. But really what drew me into the Catholic Church was uh, the realization of the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And I had what I like to call a close encounter of the divine kind. (laughs) And I uh, actually wrote in the book Metamorphosis of a Soul about sort of how God wooed me through the sacraments and uh, you can read you can get it on Amazon or you can just read about it at somethinggreater.net and just click on the tab called uh, MOF as in metamorphosis of a soul and it says slash my story but it really God really took me um, from where I was which was someone who I mean, I I never thought I'd become a Catholic to probably now the Catholic poster child. (laughs) I'm just so in love with my faith. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, I love that. I love that line that you said, being wooed by the sacraments. That's so beautiful to see the God pursuing you through that and specifically knowing your heart and that that is what would draw you closer to his church. He did. He just took me right where I was. He, you know, he speaks our love language, yes, you know, and it yes. was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so. Oh, that's beautiful. So you've recently written a new book called From Worry to Wonder, A Catholic Guide to Finding Peace Through Scripture, and it's published by Ascension Press. Tell me a little bit about what inspired this new book and what readers are going to find when they crack open that cover. Well, uh, okay. So full disclosure, I'm a natural born warrior. So the book is sort of, sort of wrote itself in a way. Um, it's a mixture of what I do naturally, which is worry and which I inherited, I think from my dad, he was just a first class warrior. And then, uh, really what, what we're called to do supernaturally by God's grace, which I learned from my mom, who is a scripture teacher. So I started formulating it after some pretty crazy tragedies uh, in our life, um, and I needed something to help me to keep my mind from, as I call it, going to the dark side. I realized I needed a very practical scriptural roadmap, um, like a scripture recipe, to help me out just to get through each day. And I'm a super practical person. Um, in addition to the prayer and sacraments, which I said really drew, drew me into the church, um, I needed like a checklist to help to keep my mind stayed on God. Because in Isaiah 26, 3, it says, you will keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. 
So for me, the trick was, how do I do that? How do I keep my mind stayed on God and off of my worries? So that's what's in this book. Um, it, it was and has been a real lifeline for me. And I can honestly say it's a proven winner. It really does work um, because God wouldn't tell us to do something uh, if it weren't really possible for us to do it. And then he tells us how to do it. He shows us how to do it in his holy word. And then by his grace and the Holy Spirit, then he enables us to do it. So the book is full of God's word and his promises. And those, of course, really work. And I like to say that God wrote all the best parts of the book <laughs> because it's so full of scripture. Um, and so in the book, I give my worry to wonder checklist which is really these seven scriptures or concrete steps that help to guide your thoughts from really dwelling on the problems to dwelling on the answer, which is God. Let's dive into that worry to wonder checklist, because I don't, I don't think we sit in scripture enough as Catholics. And I, I know you probably know this better than I, I am the cradle, cradle Catholic, and you're seeing this from, from the conversion story, especially coming from, like you said, Southern Baptist. Can you tell me about the seven, those seven anchors oh, that yeah. you lean okay. on. So here they are. And um, in the book, it, the first seven chapters are really taking each one of these, these like stepping stones, these scriptures and fleshing it out. And then the next part of the book is a 40 day journal. And then the next part of the book is a toolkit. So it's all packed in this one little book. Um, so here it is. So the first step is to refresh your spirit. And that's, you know, so I take the scriptures and then also the teachings of the church. So that's what the church would call morning offering and to offer yourself to the Lord. And that's Romans 12, 1. And it says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So I just wake up in the morning and say, here I am, God, you know, uh, fill me with yourself. I just give you my day. And so that's the first step. And then the second one is to plug into the power source, and that's Romans 12, 2, and that is be transformed by the renewal of your mind, and that's learning who God is and what he can do, and realizing, you know, who he is and what he can do is really such a game changer, because when you realize that he's king of kings and lord of lords, and that nothing is beyond his ability to transform, to redeem, and to heal, you know, wow then suddenly life takes on a different color, right? Like it can go from dark to light really quickly when you realize, man, not only is that amazing what God can do, he also is my loving father, <laughs> you know, and he wants that for me, you know? And then the second step is get understanding and know who you are and what you can do. And so when we know that we're the beloved children of God, and that his spirit is living inside of us and we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Um, that's Philippians 4.13. Then, you know, again, another game changer. It's like it just, it, it, that throws us from hopelessness to hopefulness. Um, and so then the fourth thing that really what I had to learn to do is, is cast my cares on the Lord. And that's 1 Peter 5.7. It says, cast all your anxiety on him. For he cares about you. And so what I do is I literally put my hand out. And if I'm like, have this list of laundry list of worries, I just place one in my hand and I ask myself the question, is this really true? You know, because 
I'm really good at um, like forecasting doom and gloom into my future, you know, and like taking worst case scenario, you know, all these things. So I have to think, well, is that even true? You know, and then if it is like, I'm, I'm still in school, you said, so I'm like, like, do I have a big exam coming up? Yes, I do. Am I worried about it? Yes, I am. Well, then what have I done my part? Have I prepared? Have I done what I can do it in this situation? And if I have, then I have to say, well, I can't, there's nothing more I can do. You know, I have prepared what is reasonable. I've done a reasonable thing. And so then I place it in my hand and I literally brush it off. And it's not like you're just releasing it to nothing. You're literally now, it says, cast your cares onto the Lord. So I just picture it going into his far more capable hands than my own, <laughs> you know, so I just placing, they're just transferring, I'm transferring these worries from myself to him, knowing that he cares for me, knowing that he is more for me than I am for myself, knowing that he is 100% for me, and that he has plans for my good, for future, and for a hope, and so that is right there, it's like, okay, whew, wow, okay, so then what's the next thing to do? Well, it's to look up and rejoice. Philippians 4, 4 and 6 says, rejoice in the Lord always. Have no anxiety about anything. And so it's like, wow, all right, well, this is awesome. Not only how, am I prepared, I can do what I can do, but God can do so much more than I can do, you know, and I try not to get the two confused, try not to get his job and my job mixed up. And then I can rejoice and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for for here, you know, answering this, I'm going to place this in your capable hands, not my will, but yours. You do what you can do. And then stay in the light is the next step, which is guide your thoughts to what is good. Because inevitably, as the day goes on, that worry that may kind of like sneak back in. And so we're to stay in the light. Scripture says in Philippians 4, 8, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable, you know, and praiseworthy, that's where we're to let our minds dwell. So when we get our, our minds off of our worries and onto, you know, the true, the noble, the right, the good, all the things that are of God and of God himself, our answer, then we're not, you know, obsessing over these, these problems, but we're looking to the answer, which is God. And then the last point is to act in God's strength, to courageously stand firm. And that's Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. It says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God. And really that's the worry to wonder checklist. And it's, it's, it's learning to sort of create a new habit of, of not dwelling in the, in, in the problem, but dwelling in the answer, which is God. I love how when you're sharing these, you used a really practical daily example, like a test that you have coming up. Uh, and I think of all of the worries that go through my mind that I tend to, like you said, doom forecast or dress rehearse for yes. disaster, assume the worst is definitely going to happen. And if and when it doesn't, I usually assume that it's going to like the shoe's going to drop at some point down the line. Yeah. So I should brace for that. But I love too how throughout your book, as you're sharing your story, you also share some difficult moments that you've encountered with your family that were not just small things like a test. It, it was things like your daughter's serious injury in a surfing accident and then the total loss of your home through a fire. Can you tell me about what those moments taught you about worry 
and trust and praise and how those lessons about those bigger things to worry about have impacted your daily life as a Catholic woman? Yes. Well, first of all, um, I saw firsthand that life is very unpredictable, um, both with what happened with my daughter, which thanks be to God, she has fully recovered. Uh, her her spinal cord wasn't impacted, so but all the, the bones in her neck were broken. And so it was just this long, difficult recovery. So I, I learned that, you know, that, that your, your life can go from everything's great to, oh, my gosh, you know, I call them from what to wow moments, you know, like to see, you know, like, oh, my gosh, to then see the hand of God act and come come in and work through these things. So I, I learned that life is unpredictable and things can change. And then, of course, you said our house was a place. So um, and if we place our hope and our trust and get our peace, then from this world and our circumstances, then we're going to be really disappointed in life. And and then our emotions and our sort of our, our outlook on life is going to go up and down, you know, based on our circumstances and our emotional state. So being a natural born warrior, uh, but by God's grace, then I had to learn uh, to not do what comes naturally for me, which is to worry. Um, but I had to learn by God's grace and an act of the will to choose to trust in God and his word, you know, not just react and, and stew in my own emotions and negative thoughts, but um, I had to learn this. And, and, it, and, it, and it's beautiful that like God gave us will, you know, emotions and reason. Um, and our reason is really what we're to act out of and to drive our actions by an act of the will. And we don't have to be driven by our emotions, which was such, you know, that was like a revelation to me. You mean I don't have to be at the, you know, whim of my emotions, but our emotions really will follow our actions if we, if we trust God, if we act in that act of trust and obedience. Um, so in the Worry to Wonder checklist, which we talked about, which is the crux of the books, book, it, it helps us to, to guide our thoughts and our actions, you know, as an act of the will to choose to trust God and then to act on that. And um, that to me has been the biggest game changer, you know, to choose to praise God, even if my circumstances don't look like I should be praising God as an act of the will. I'm choosing to praise God because he's bigger than my circumstances, you know, and I trust that he will cause all things to work together for good because I do love him, you know, and I, and, and I know that he loves me. So it's really about learning to choose to trust instead of just to possibly do what comes naturally for you. I would love to tap back into two of the things on this checklist that you shared that were things that stuck out to me as I was reading your book. And I loved how when you were describing them, you described them as game changers. Um, and the first one is re resting and plugging, plugging back into the power source. I love that phrasing. And I think it's really easy to be overwhelmed by worry. Um, but you point out that when we're worried, we have to replace those lies, the ones that we've been repeating over and over and over. Um, and we have to replace them with truth and who God is. Can you talk a little bit more and dive a little bit deeper into how knowing who God is and what he can do helps us find that peace in the midst of worry? Yes. Well, I believe that when you have a big God, you have small problems. And when you have a small God, you have big problems, right? Because 
they, they loom large, you know, in our minds. And so when we really, uh, St. Catherine of Siena said uh, that knowing who God is and who we are in him is really the secret to life because it, it, it really does change things because it changes our outlook and our perspective, you know, and our attitude. And so to, to know that God is an all loving, you know, all powerful, all wise creator of the universe. Um, and not just that, because that can sound kind of distant, but that he, he, if you were the only one that he had to die for, he would have died for you. Like that is the depth of his love, that it's a very personal love. And so this book really, this is one thing I just insisted that we have the 40 day journal because it turns good information. Like you may know that, but unless you spend time every day, I think with God and dwelling on that and pondering that deep love he has for you. And then, you know, having a transaction, which we call prayer um, with him then that truth may not sink in. It might just be good information, but it might not be life transformation. And that's what God wants. He, he doesn't want us just to know about him. He wants us to know him as he knows us. And so there's where the rubber meets the road and the peace comes in. When we, when we really know God, um, and of course, we'll never fully know him until you know, hopefully we reach heaven. Um, but he gives us little slices of it here on earth. And that's really what this book is about, is learning how to to do what we were made for, which is to partake in the blessed Trinity um, and his blessed life. I, I loved the journal that accompanies this book within it, which I, I love how he points out, like it packs such a punch. This is not a large book. It is really a ton of really beautiful encouragement, but then also practicalities of applying this to your daily life. Because the other thing that stuck out to me in this checklist is growing in a knowledge of yourself and who you are. I love that Catherine of Siena quote, who you are in relation to God. And that's not something, yeah, that you can just read a couple sentences or even a full chapter of a book. Like, all right, I know who I am. I am ready to go. It's it's instead found in that depth of prayer and you have to put in the time for that. And so I I loved the 40 days and you know this as well, but it's such a biblical number when it comes to growing in, in who we are and who the Lord has created us to be. Yes. And you know, I don't know about you, but I sadly um, do a lot of negative self-talk, you know, and I have to when I find myself doing that, I have to think, okay, where's that thought coming from? Is that, is that what God would say about you? <laughs> is that true? You know? And, uh, and so when we realize that we're God's beloved children, you know, when those whispering lies from the enemy come that try to tear us down and the enemy always comes to try to kill, steal, and destroy either us or our peace or, you know, something good, um, when when we can start catching those lies, you know, the, that negative self-talk or those little whispers we hear and replacing it with truth, then there's a paradigm shift, you know, in our hearts and minds. And what I see, and I don't know about you, is there's a lot of hopelessness in our world. And when we really start learning the deep love that God has for us and who we are in him, it really does take us to the next level. And then 
that those theological virtues of faith, hope, and love that are inside of us come alive. You know, we can really start clinging to the 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 truth, and then that truth sets us free. And I think a knowledge of that belovedness is so important. I think especially as women, it's for me, at least as a Catholic woman, easier to recognize the belovedness of others than my own belovedness. Um, and just this realization that the things, that negative self-talk that I do as well, that I say about myself to myself are things I would never say to another person, um, a friend or, or even someone I don't like. I would never say that to them out loud, <laughs> but I have no right. problem naturally, which I, I like how you're phrasing that because it is something that comes very easily to me, uh, just kind of beating myself up for small things that I would I would never even, that wouldn't even register if someone else was doing them. So one of the things, the, really the sort of one of the main catalysts for me writing this book was something um, that I had read it was written by a, a monk, a Greek uh, monk back in the third century, but it was called Talking Back. And so in the book, in the tool, uh, little toolkit section, I have something called Talk Back Truths. And so when the enemy says this, so I say something like when the enemy says, God is holding out on you. If he were truly a good, loving God, you would not be in this situation then you can reply back, no, God is love and nothing can separate me from his love. And that scripture is Romans 8, 38 and 39. So I give you a whole list of some of the negative things like you're all done, you might as well give up. And then you can reply, no, I trust in God and there's nothing too difficult for him. And that's Jeremiah 32, 27. But I, I put the reply as sort of in, in not, not biblical language. It's not the the exact verse, but it's based on this verses. So I give you the verses and you can look them up yourself if you like. But um, that to me is worth the price of the book because I have had to learn to discern truth from lies and then to talk back and say, no, you know, talk to the hand. That's not true. This is true. And it's absolutely true that the truth sets us free. And we do not have to listen. We, Corinthians says we're to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And so, you know, that was shocking to me when I first heard it. But that's exactly what we're called to do as believers because we have the mind of Christ. And so he gives us these beautiful red flags, you know, of, of if we'll stop, if we'll listen to ourselves and if we'll take these thoughts captive and then learn the truth and and the truth is in scripture and in the teachings of the church i think that's what really sets from worry to wonder apart from a lot of self-help books that are out there because like you've said in our conversation worry is something that is such a, a rampant issue in, in today's society for so many people and there's no uh lack of resources out there from the secular world because there there's this recognition like this is there's something here um but I think what's really beautiful about From Worry to Wonder is the, the Catholic perspective where it's, you, you mentioned this, like, it's not like we're just kind of casting our worries out into the great unknown and hoping they don't come back. It's instead casting our worries on the Lord and knowing that he's totally capable of taking them. Um, and I think that's just such a beautiful perspective to keep in mind, especially when, when it might be easier to reach for something that's a little bit more secular because, it, yeah, it's on the bookshelf of Barnes & Noble. Yes, yes, absolutely true. And, you know, God is more for us than we are. And when we start really learning that, we can't really put our faith in something that 
we don't trust and that we don't know loves us and has our best interest at heart. So part of this book is renewing your mind and learning what what God says, it, who you are and what he says about you. And it's good stuff, you know? And so I can't encourage people enough to at least look up the scriptures that he talked about, even if you don't get the book, because that is what, uh, that is really the love letter that God has for us, which is his word. So I, even if you don't buy the book, please look up the scriptures, but I hope you'll buy the book. <laughs> for, for people who do buy the book, can, where yeah. can listeners pick up a copy of this new book? So the, the title again is From Worry to Wonder, A Catholic Guide to Finding Peace to Scriptures. And then also, can you tell us how they can connect with you online? Oh, absolutely. So you can get the book at ascensionpress.com backs or slash worry to wonder. So very easy, ascensionpress.com worry to wonder or slash worry to wonder. And then they can connect with me at melissaobermeyer.com. And I have a lot of videos. So there's a lot of links to videos on there. And they can also sign up for a sometimes weekly email <laughs> that um, <laughs> that comes out. And then it also has uh, videos. And I do a lot of Facebook Live. And we pray the rosary uh, usually on Fridays. Um, this last week we did it in front of the Russian embassy to pray for Ukraine and for the change of heart. So I pray the rosary live. You never know where I'll be. When I'm praying the rosary, I did it. And then I also just took it, did a pilgrimage down to... Uh, Our Lady Guadalupe, and we pray the rosary. It's like a little pilgrimage. It's so fun. If you do nothing else, log on to that one because it's really fun. Uh, and we pray the rosary as we're walking up to the chapel on the top of the hill. It's really cool. So, and we go right past Our Lady Guadalupe, the, you know, the Tilma. Anyway, you'll like it, I think. Yes, that is on, that pilgrimage site is on my very short bucket list. And so I will definitely be tuning in. That sounds beautiful. Hmm. I have one last question for you before we close out our time together. And this is the question that I ask every woman who comes on the podcast. And it's this one. How do you live out the feminine genius in your everyday life as a Catholic woman? I think especially here in this conversation as a woman helping others grow from worry to wonder and living fully alive in each moment. Well, I believe God has placed us each where we are right now for a special reason. And no matter how you, where you find yourself or how you find yourself, like if whatever your circumstances are. And I love, I don't know if you've ever read this book called um, Five Loaves and Two Fishes, and it's by um, the Vietnamese uh, Cardinal Francis Xavier Nagyan Von Thun. And in it, he was in solitary confinement for nine years when the car- communists took over. And he said he had to er decide really early on that he was not going to wait until his circumstances changed to fully live life. So you can imagine he's in solitary confinement in a little cell. And so I have taken that as well. It's like you can't wait for your circumstances to change. And he said, I will not wait. I will live the present moment, filling it to the brim with love. And no matter where you are, you know, my dad always said, it's easy to act like a Christian and hard to react like a Christian. (laughs) And so it's like, how do we do that? Well, we have to stay connected to the vine. Like, like we're the branches and he's the vine and Jesus Christ never promised us an easy life in the gospels in John 1533. He says in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. 
And so when we're connected to Christ each and every moment, who is our source and our life and our love, um, which I hope this book will help people to be able to do that, then we can, by his grace, fully live each moment and fill it to the brim with love and go from worry to wonder. So that's really, I think, learning to be present and learning to fill that moment with love. No, not waiting, not waiting for your circumstances to change to, to be a, the person that you want to be, but, you know, ask by God's grace to be able to live in that present moment, fully engaged in his, uh, in his love, no matter what. So that's it. That's so good. That's such a radical thing to do in today's world where it's so easy to be distracted and be anywhere but the present moment. And just this reminder to be where the Lord has asked you to be, even if that's not ideal or what you would have picked, but to be present there. That's such a good reminder. Thank you, Melissa. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for having me on. This was just wonderful. And I and I will be praying for your listeners and praying for you. And I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys. Thanks so much for coming on and for sharing your story, for sharing the work that you've put into this book from worry to wonder. It's just been so beautiful to get to know your story better and to get to know more about the process of putting this book together. It's absolutely fantastic. And I, it will be a resource that I reach for as, as one of those natural born warriors. I know I'm going to be wearing, <laughs> wearing this one through. <laughs> well, thanks so much. God bless you. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Letters to Women podcast. You can check out the show notes for this conversation with Melissa on my website, letterstowomenpodcast.com. Or if you're listening on your phone, you can scroll down in your podcast player for links to purchase From Worry to Wonder, A Catholic Guide to Finding Peace Through Scripture, Melissa's new book, and then also how to connect with her online. You'll also find the link to the little Catholic box so you can check out their waiting list and make sure to use that link as a Letters to Women listener so that you can get the bonus for each month. If hearing about Maeve's nap strikes made you nut along with empathy and solidarity, you're going to love nap time notes. That's my monthly newsletter that I eep out during those precious coordinated nap times, which let's be honest, are pretty much a rare gem these days. Each month I share what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, my favorite thrift store finds, the library books that the girls are loving right now, and just tiny changes that are making big differences in our life here at the Langer House. You can subscribe on my website or through the link in the show notes. If the conversations that you hear on this podcast are something that you love recommending to friends, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast. Seeing a new review come through my email from you as a listener makes my day. You have no idea how encouraging that is as a podcast creator. And rereading those reviews helps me to get to know you as a listener and to help shape those future shows. If you know a woman who would love listening to this episode, could you send it to her? Maybe your best friend is a fellow warrior and this episode could be a great conversation starter. Or maybe your roommate is stressed out about an upcoming test or some work projects and this conversation could be a great encouragement for her. Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes, including a great series coming up this summer about friendship, like really practical nitty gritty stuff about friendship with the women in your life. And it's going to feature the women who contributed stories to my newest book, Sisterhood, Giving and Receiving the Gift of Friendship, published by Our Sunday Visitor. And it launches a week from today, which is so exciting and surreal, May 2nd. I'm going to be jumping into your podcast feed actually next Monday, a little bonus episode for you. It's going to be a special launch day episode. And it's, I'm going to just go solo and share about what you're going to find in my new book. And I'm going to give you a sneak peek into the book as a listener of the show. That is all I have for today's episode. So thank you for listening along. And until next time, be not afraid. Be not afraid.